0: 1430 and talk 96.7 present, Ask the Preacher, with your host, Jonathan Freed. This is a call-in talk show where you can have your Bible questions answered, and it's sponsored by Believer's Fellowship Church. God have mercy on me, on me. God have mercy on me. Believer's Fellowship Church is located in North Lakeland on North Socrum Loop Road. Hello,
1: hello, hello, everybody! Happy Friday, September the fifteenth, to you. I am uh, glad you have joined. I Hope you're having a great day. Uh, and uh, we've got some some good things. I think it'll be very helpful to you to talk about today. So I'm I'm glad you're I'm glad you're with us. Um, it, we got some rain coming up, which I'm I'm glad for on one hand for my house, but at the church we're in the middle of some renovation, and the rain is just not good for the roof in its present condition. But that's all right. We'll work through it. Um, You know, sometimes we're prepared for certain things and other times we're not. Uh, But there is one way to effectively make it through every storm, every test, every trial— uh, of of life, and and that is by having a strong spirit, and that's what we're going to talk about today: developing a strong spirit, being strong in spirit. So, uh, as Eric uh, wonderfully introduced, my name is John Freed. I am the the pastor. My dad was the pastor for many many years. Uh, Mom and dad started the church here in town, and then about five years ago, after after forty years of them serving as a senior pastors, uh, five years ago they retired. Uh, I pastor the church now along with my wife, Maria. And uh, so anyway, before we get into what we're going to discuss today, I just want to make sure to invite you to join us, if you'd like, at Believer's Fellowship. We're up on the north side of town, a little bit past the cracker barrel, as the introduction says. But uh, the easy way probably is just Google us, uh, look us up in Siri Maps or however you want to do it. But uh, the website is believersfellowship.com. So if you go to the website, believersfellowship.com, you can also uh, join us live in, in services online, but I do recommend that you come in person. There's just nothing like being there in person. Online is good. If you live in Utah, join us online. If you live in Lakeland, join us in person. Uh, folks, welcome to the program. And as all, all, um, as, as always, pardon me, uh, the phone lines are open, 682-1430, 682-1430. All right. Uh, on, on Wednesday nights at Believer's Fellowship right now, I have been uh, doing a, a, a series called uh, It's Mine. It's Mine, and then the subtitle is Because Jesus Gave It To Me. And I make this statement. I said, you want everything that Jesus has given for you, and you don't want anything that didn't come from Jesus. Uh, the Scripture is very clear. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, of whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Um, God gives good and perfect gifts. If it came from Jesus, it's good and it's perfect, and that's the type of thing you want. Um, but then there are other things that that come at us that simply aren't from God. You know, the Bible's very clear. God does not tempt or or test man with evil. Uh, there, there are testings. There are trials, there are situations, but God gives us all a way of escape. He gives us an ability to overcome. Uh, so I'll read that scripture to you. It's, it's James, 1, James one thirteen. James uh, 1.13, when someone is tempted, they should not say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, neither does he tempt with evil. And so, if there's a trial or, or trouble, and you think uh, if it's causing you to to fall or fail, it, that didn't come from the Lord. The Lord wants us to overcome. He's called us into victory. He's called us to triumph. He's called us to win. Um, you know, there are many people that don't have a relationship with God through Jesus, and I can understand in that regard that there are many failings that that take place. If you don't, if you're not born again, if you're not saved, if you don't have a relationship. Uh, with God through through Jesus, I, man, I, I encourage you. Find out who God is. Find out who Jesus is. Get into the scriptures and read read your Bible. Ask God. Call call out to Him. Pray. You say well, I don't know how to pray. Just talk to God like He's a real person because He is, you know. And just ask Him to reveal Himself and and to help you. He'll send some people. He'll send you His word. Um, but life's just really too tough. To uh, to not have spiritual strength to struggle and to and to make it through, uh, and so I'm, I mentioned about on Wednesday nights I'm teaching this series about it's mine because Jesus gave it to me, and we open up every week right now. I think we're on like week number six every week with the same scripture out of the book of Third John and verse two. There's only one chapter in the book of Third John, um, but Third John chapter one, verse two says, "Beloved," or "my my dear friend." You might could say it that way. I desire, I wish, I pray, I desire that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, some translations will look at that word soul and and say even as you have spiritual strength. Um, and then oftentimes we can look at the soul and think of it as, as the mind. I, I like to t- tend to think of the soul as a combination of spirit and mind. It's it's the faculty of yourselves that makes decisions based upon um, the inputs that you give, whether it be scriptural inputs, uh, Fox News, I hope not CNN, you know, all of these other types of things, all these inputs and then we process all of this and then and then you have an output. Um, we have we need to, we must, it's really imperative to develop a strong spirit and even a strong soul, a strong constitution based upon the Word of God having a strong relationship with God so that we can overcome, so that we can stand in the days of adversity and trouble and do well, to succeed, to have success. Success not necessarily meaning that you have loads of cash in your bank account, but success meaning that you have loads of joy in your heart and maybe some money to do well with it, so anywhere in between. And so we'll talk today about having a strong spirit, uh, if, if we get to it, we'll even uh, I'll even give you some some things as to how you can actually develop a strong spirit. But I want to help you today, and I hope it is, in fact, help. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Uh, we're going to take a break here and be back in just a couple minutes. And if you want to call in, the phone number is 863-682-1430. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, a call-in talk show where you can have your Bible questions answered with Jonathan Freed. This program is sponsored by Believer's Fellowship Church.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're here. Again, happy Friday, September 15th to you. Um, we're, We're talking at the moment about having a strong spirit, we'll get to talking uh, shortly about developing that strong spirit, but I want to give you some some understandings as to why you need to be spiritually strong. So uh, first, before I get into that, what do I mean by having a strong spirit or uh, spiritually strong? Our natural world, the business world, even the health world, uh, would focus on mental strength or physical Strength. There is a connection between mental strength and physical strength often. Uh, people that are mentally strong oftentimes are more able to be physically strong, and interestingly enough, people that are physically strong are often more able to be mentally strong. There's very much a connection, but... You are more than just a body, and you are more than just a mind. There is a spiritual component to you. It is actually the most valuable part of who you are. The Scripture says that we are all made in the image and the likeness of God. Well, Jesus spoke, made it very plain. He says God is a spirit. He actually said God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, John 4, 24. And so God is Spirit, and if we are made in the image and the likeness of God, it's not our bodies that are in the image and likeness of God, and it's certainly not our mind that is made in the image and likeness of God. It is the core of who we are. It is our spirit. When God made Adam, he formed him of the dust of the earth, and then he breathed the breath of life into him. That word in the Hebrew of breathe the breath of life, that's the term ruach. It's a Hebrew word, and it it literally means um, wind or spirit. He breathed the breath of life. The Spirit of God was breathed into man, and man became a living being, a, 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 a living spirit. So it's more than just a physical body. It's more than just a mental mind. You and I, we're spirit beings. And so that's why you can know of somebody who um, they have great physical strength. They have really no reason to be depressed, or really no reason to be dismayed or bothered about something. Their mind is sharp, and 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 you know they can they can do math, they can read, they can do all of these things. Maybe they're very talented and skilled, but maybe they're very depressed. Well, it's a spiritual deficiency. Um, you may have somebody who, again, very strong in body, very, very physically healthy. They they might could go out and run three miles, five miles at any given moment, and do do just fine. They may be sharp as attack tack and and um, and keep things in in proper order mentally, but they have an anger issue. Uh, well, that's a spiritual deficiency, and so. You know, and, and we could keep going on giving examples, but my intent to you uh, here is for to help you recognize the need for spiritual strength and spiritual development. I want to be very clear. I'm not talking about just some idea of going and and, and doing meditation, uh, for instance, yoga or something like that. There are a lot of people that that find help there, but I want to tell you, I want to be very clear about it. The only way you will actually find great spiritual stability and great spiritual strength is to be connected with God, your Creator. The only way to the Father, to the Creator, is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, "'I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.'" except through Jesus. So meditation, quietness, spiritual-mindedness, those types of things can be beneficial in soothing the soul, but it doesn't answer the problems with the soul. Let me give you an example. Do you remember King Saul? So King Saul is uh, the, the king of Israel, and you can, when um, you, I mean, you read the story, you, you, you find out that he is very, very troubled at one particular time in his life. Very, very angered, and nothing can soothe him except for this one young boy who plays the harp. His name is David. Now, David later on becomes king, but David comes into Saul's throne room, and Saul gets so angry and, and, and mad, he literally one day throws spears at David, even though he knows that David is the only one who can make this beautiful music uh, and and soothe the spirits that are tormenting Saul. It's really quite interesting. Saul has a spiritual problem. He ended up he ended up being in disobedience towards God. There's nothing that can make that man happy. There's nothing that can settle him down except for this boy that comes in. and that, even that, is temporary. Saul had a spiritual problem. So there are lots of things that we can end up doing that are external that quiet the soul, maybe even quiet the spirits uh, that are tormenting us. But if we're really going to solve them, it must be completely internal. Our spirit must be renewed and strengthened by God. We'll talk about it a little bit more in a moment, but right now we have a caller on the line. And so uh, welcome to the Ask the Preacher Show.
2: How's it going? This is James from Auburndale. Hey,
1: James, welcome.
2: Uh, I was just listening to your response, your words there uh, just a little bit earlier where you quickly just said in the third chapter of John, chapter 1, I said, wait a minute, the third... only 14 ch- verses in chapter 1, because there's no other chapters. It's just the book of John, third John. Right,
1: one, one verse.
2: Right. Or one well, chapter, right, one rather, one, verse, one chapter. One <laughs> chapter. <laughs> yeah. Now, my question then came to my mind was, could you be able to, after the break, uh, give us a fill-in. When did they start using chapters and verses? Because if you went back in time right now to where the Bible was in, the, say, uh, when John was writing, and he said, where's John 3.16 at? He would say, where is John 3.16? What are you talking about?
1: Right, yeah, precisely, so, yeah.
2: So I'm wondering, when did they start the process of using chapters and verses? Because it's easier for us, I understand. But back in the day, all they had was a scroll, they just—all they would say is, it is written.
1: Right. Well, and often uh, you, you hear references in Scripture quoting uh, a, a book. Like, for instance, um, in—I in, uh, believe it's Luke chapter 4, uh, Jesus, it, it says, Jesus stood up in the temple, and he grabbed the scrolls of the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he began to read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? So they would have these scrolls of an entire book— um, it would take you, uh, you know, a buggy, <laughs> you know, a horse and buggy to carry maybe one book or one writing. We we have it all in a small little smartphone now, right? But yeah, you're right. Especially in New Testament writings, the book of Third John. So we have First John, Second John, Third John. What we call the book of Third John is actually just simply one letter that is written by John, and it is written to a man named Gaius. Or however you might want to say his name. And he, he literally says at the beginning, uh, Third John, what we call the book of Third John, chapter one, only one chapter. In verse one, he says, To my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth, you know. So yeah, you're 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 very correct. Those um, they were they were not chapters and verses, they were individual books or individual letters. And uh, somewhere, uh, did
2: they, yeah, but when did they start that process? I mean, somewhere did, around
1: twelve hundred plus Tyndall AD. Have it? I, I
2: mean, that's what I'm saying. Did Tyndall have that already, or was it before Tyndall?
1: Well, it, it was actually a guy named Langton that that put that divided up um, scriptures, and so it's in the uh, early twelve hundreds is when that was divided up. So uh, once that was done, what you what you started having uh, happen was the study of Scripture ended up being able to become much more accurate uh, because you could begin to identify stuff with people. So you and I could be talking about something and we could make sure that we're talking about the same location, the same words very precisely, right? So that happened actually just uh, by, by a guy named Langton. I, I believe the first printed Bible that, that uh, actually used those uh, was Wycliffe. And so then, then you so have. It
2: was Wycliffe, not Tyndale. Okay, r- that's right. why I was just wondering.
1: Yeah, and then later you have uh, Tyndale, and you, you have these other things. So, uh, what was it 12, 1200 something? That would be the thirteenth century. Um, so, and then later on, it's the fourteenth century where we actually end up having the, the printed uh, King James Bible, and so you can see the progression how quickly things developed once things got broken down into chapters and verses. Um, I think it's actually a, a very good thing, but you make it very interesting point i've heard uh uh, you know believers preachers uh so to speak slap each other condemn each other because somebody didn't know um i'm going to call it the address right so somebody might know the verse or they might know the principle of the verse but they say yeah but do you know where it's found well i think it's nice to know where it's found but that's not the most important thing (laughs) you know Uh, for instance um there's a lot of people who know how to get to my house But they don't know my actual address. You remember back in the day before we had cell phones, you knew everybody's number in your head? That's right. Right. I can remember my childhood phone number. It um, it wasn't even 863 at the time. It was 813. But uh, when Lakeland had the 813 area code exchange. But it was six six five seven one one zero. I don't know who has that phone number now. um, But... I have to think about, I don't even think about my home phone number now because I don't use it. I don't know my daughter's cell phone number, not in my head, because I'd tell Siri, you know, to to call my daughter, you know. So, uh, but chapters and verses are are very helpful and they're very nice to know. But what we really need to know is what the scriptures mean. What is the intent of the verse? And a a person can even quote the verse, even word for word. But if you didn't get the heart of the verse, are you kind of missing the point?
2: understood thank you for taking
1: my call james i love your questions i i I appreciate you listening and and, uh and and calling in as well and so uh man that's that's great you know about the chapters and verses and by the way if i misspoke concerning chapter third third john being a chapter i meant the the book of (laughs) third john there is only one chapter but uh, i'll just read that verse one more time just because it's so good beloved i wish or i pray above all things, that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. The Lord Jesus desires, now this was John writing to his friend Gaius, but it comes from the heart of God. He desires for us to be strong spirit, soul, and body. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. We will be back in a few minutes after this break here at the bottom of the hour. If you want to call in even during the break, that's just fine. The phone number is 863-682-1430.
0: You're listening to Ask the Preacher with Jonathan Freed, a call-in talk show where you can have your Bible questions answered. It's sponsored by Believer's Fellowship Church.
1: Welcome back, everybody, and uh, it's still Friday, the September the 15th, and it's still a great day, and tomorrow will be great as well. I'm glad you're listening, and uh, I I always endeavor to be a blessing to you. You know, <laughs> I realize that sometimes I come on the air, and I, I might even be like this in, in church sometimes, and I can be— um, oh, I don't know, maybe rather serious, uh, almost come across as, as sounding angry. There are some things that'll tick me off from time to time. But I, I, uh, <laughs> I generally want to be very refreshing and, and uplifting to you. But I am not the kind of person that blows smoke. Um, you know, I would rather you just absolutely be miserable and find Jesus than I would for you to have some type of, of hollow, empty joy and never meet Jesus. I, I was speaking with a young man. Um, man, he has a an, an amazing vision. Uh, he's a um, his name is Sam. He's a dancer. He can he can dance pretty awesome. Very contemporary hip hop style dance. Um, that is not me. I am not uh, an artist. I can't draw. Uh, I can barely draw a stick man. My lines will be all crooked. Well, that's about how good I dance. So anyway, Sam can can absolutely bust a groove a move whatever it might be called i don't know the man can dance and uh, so the lord's given him this gift he's also given him this uh this this desire to teach young kids uh teenagers uh these these dance and how to do it in a wholesome environment in a wholesome way and yet still be incredibly challenging incredibly fun uh incredibly interesting to watch and and um anyway he he has this uh this this desire to to uh, do something great here in the city and 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 help and um, we were talking this morning and and we were talking some about sarcasm and joy and jokes and being funny and and just uh, man just enjoying enjoying life enjoying the mission and there's so many things that that can just uh, bother you and boil your blood. And, um, you know, a lot of people—here's what I wanted to get to—a lot of people think that God is just angry all the time, and the truth is, He's just not. The Scripture says He sits in the heavens and He laughs. The kingdom of God is is not rules and regulations. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And, um, man, I really desire for you to enjoy life, however— Real satisfaction, real enjoyment of life does not come from the stuff that you obtain. It doesn't come because of your job or even because of your family. Uh, it comes because of what's happening on the inside of you. And so I, I'm, I'm talking to you today about having a strong spirit, not just a strong mind, not just uh, a strong body, but a strong spirit. Um, I want to read a, a few statements to you that I have written down here. Um, in, in Well, let me see. What do, what do I want to start with here? Uh, here we go. We'll, we'll start with this. A strong spirit will cause you to overcome physical attacks. A strong spirit will cause you to overcome financial problems. A strong spirit will cause you to overcome relational difficulties. It'll cause you to overcome job or career or, uh, or, 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 or investment setbacks. Uh, it'll cause you to overcome emotional struggles and emotional challenges. A strong spirit will cause you to come. It will cause you to overcome everything that gets thrown your way, especially those things that come from the devil. Uh, you you can build a force field, a barrier, if you will, a wall of protection around you that is so strong that when the storms of life hit, you will still stand like a rock. Remember, uh, Jesus gave the the parable, and he said a wise man is as the man who um, built his house upon the rock. Well, I want to back up and, and make a special emphasis of something. What Jesus actually says here is not just that a wise man builds his house upon the rock. He says, um, this is what it's like when somebody hears my word and does it. That person is like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And so knowing God's word, hearing God's word and doing God's word are is number 1 when it comes to building a strong spirit. You have to know, you have you have to hear, you have to know, you have to do God's word. When we when we do the word of God, something happens in us. It develops a spiritual strength in us that can cause us to overcome every issue of life. Let me give you a thought here. The spirit of God, think about this. God's spirit, he himself, he can't increase in strength. Let me say it again. God's spirit cannot increase in strength. He's already as strong as it gets. He is strength. He is authority. So he can't increase in strength, but your spirit can. Your spirit can increase in strength. In Ephesians chapter 3, We'll start in verses 14, but Paul is writing. Paul wrote the, the the book of Ephesians, so we break it down in chapters and verses. Ephesians chapter 3, verse uh, 14 says, For this reason, I bow my knees. Paul is saying, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to his riches, the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in your inner man so you have an inner man you are a spirit we already talked about that you're made in the image and likeness of god so there is a a a spiritual component of you it is the most important part of who you are that spirit can be strengthened by god's spirit that spirit your spirit you can be strengthened by god's spirit god's spirit is not strengthened he's already as strong as it gets but your spirit can be strengthened by god's spirit um, you know, many of you listening, you're probably married. You're, you're likely married or you have been or you know somebody who is and and uh, you have a relationship with somebody of some sorts anyway, so all of this can relate. But your relationship with your spouse is strengthened by spending time with your spouse. You say, well, I can't stand my spouse. I stay away from her. Well, that may be the case. And the more you stay away the weaker your relationship gets, chances are the more you stay away from her, the more you actually despise her. Or, you know, she staying away from him. Um, by the way, I do put it in that context because that's God's design of of context, man and woman. But uh, so the same thing with a with a work buddy or or, or whatever. Um, if there's not good communication, if there's not uh, um, relationship being developed, then relationship automatically weakens. So I want to tell you this. In order for you to develop a strong spirit, you're going to have to spend time with the strong spirit. If you want to have a strong spirit, you're going to have to spend time with God. You're going to have to spend, spend time with God. Um, and in a little bit here, I might give you a few things to do every day to develop strength in the spirit. But I want to I tell you, uh, in, in particular times of my own life, man, it can be a struggle. But we've got to develop disciplines in our life, to where we can make it through the times of struggle. Uh, think about food shortage for a moment. You know they they say that that's coming again, and it very much likely is. Um, and so people set aside and store. You know you have maybe three days, seven days, thirty days, whoever you are, and whatever you're able to do, you've set some things aside and store. And when when tough times come, you can use from what you've set aside. Well, eventually that can can run low. So think about it spiritually. You say, well. You know, I go to church every every Sunday, and I I feed my spirit, I develop my spirit, man, on on Sunday morning. Well, I want to ask you the question: Is that enough? I, I would beg, uh, I, I would venture to say that it's really not enough. Is it better than nothing? Probably, but it's not quite enough. Um, if you if you only got a little snack, if you only laid, ate a small meal once a week, your body is probably going to be awfully weak during the week. And so you just you just need a little more than one small snack a week by going to church. As great as church is, hey, I'm a pastor, um, and, and we have long long church. We have very full and robust services, and the spirit of God moves incredibly, and the worship is in in intense and powerful, and and the preaching is is powerful. If I do say so myself, um, the relationships are strong between people. But going to church one one time a week and thinking that that's going to cut the muster for spiritual strength it's just not we got to get in the word of god you need to read it for yourself you know james called earlier and he asked uh, you know the reference about um the breakdown of chapters and verses from the bible and and those those types of things and and uh and and just talking about the study of the scripture um You know, you wouldn't necessarily have to study and break down Hebrew and Greek and all of that kind of stuff. You can build your head if you want to, but the biggest part of getting into the Word of God is feeding your spirit. You may not be a chef, but I bet you you like to eat. So you may not have to know how to cook the meal, but you certainly know how to eat the meal. And so that's what you you really need to focus on is when you're reading your Bible, what are you getting out of what you're reading? It may not be that you know exactly where things are found or exactly why this is said or that is said, but is it giving life to your spirit man? So when you're developing the strength of your spirit man by reading the Word of God, that is one one way, if not maybe the best way to do it, develop strength in your spirit man by reading God's Word, it is life to you. It is strength. It is help. It is protection. We'll talk more about it when we come back from this break you're listening to ask the preacher i'll be back in just a couple minutes
0: welcome back to ask the preacher a call and talk show where you can have your bible questions answered with jonathan freed welcome back sponsored Oop. by believers fellowship church
1: sorry eric welcome back everybody to ask the preacher last uh, segment of the day here and uh, we're talking about having spiritual strength And I I just want to say, again, I've I've, um, alluded to this a a few times. I hope it's more than allude. Um, Jesus loves you, and you should have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Um, You know, you you can have all of the fame, all the fortune, all of the the fun stuff of this life, but if you don't have Jesus, let me tell you, eternity is a lot longer than the life that you'll spend on earth. Uh, I will also tell you this, many people look at Uh, a relationship with God, they look at religion, let me use that term, Uh, many people look at religion and they say, oh man, it's just so draining, it's burdensome, it's it's heavy, it's a, you know, who wants that? I agree with you, religion is absolutely like that. Uh, Jesus is not a very religious person. Uh, he is all about relationship. I will tell you, though, there is an aspect of religion that deals with discipline. I'll talk about that in a moment. There's an aspect of religion that deals with with discipline, and Jesus was a very disciplined person. Um, you say, well, yeah, well, he's going to discipline me. Well, there's a, maybe an aspect of, of that, but the Scripture relates discipline to us for our advantage. If your parents loved you, they disciplined you. They they uh, If they were good parents, they disciplined you properly. If they were bad parents, maybe they didn't. If you had bad parents, I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody thinks that they have bad parents, at least to some degree, but as I have gotten older, I realize my dad has gotten smarter, and so has my mom. That's a little bit of a joke. They were, they were um, smarter than I thought they were when I was younger. As I have gotten older, I realize that my my parents and, and those who had influence over my life, um, they are better than I thought they were at the time. And so discipline is necessary. Discipline is needed. The Scriptures are very clear. If you don't discipline your son, it actually says it this way, if you spare the rod, you hate your child. If you don't discipline them, you, you, you hate them. You're not helping them. You're hurting them. And it's not because of love. It's actually because of hate. Discipline is a good thing. The best forms of, of discipline are self-discipline. It's better to regulate yourself than to have to be regulated from the outside. Self-discipline is the best, and if you develop a strong spirit, it will help you to produce self-discipline. However, at the same time, self-discipline will help you to produce a strong spirit. Uh, my, my dad, using the example of my dad, he, um, he is not a very tall man. He's under six foot uh, which is probably quite average, but um, he never saw himself as a as a uh, large frame and strong person. and so when he was much younger and so he started lifting weights because he wanted to become bigger and stronger. He had some other motives at one particular time for becoming very strong. but um, anyway, he lifted weights for a long, 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 long time. I remember growing up, man dad, Came across to me as a bodybuilder. I had a friend in high school. who was actually a, a friend of my my sister, and um, you know he had done something that that he thought would make my dad very very angry. It, it didn't make my dad happy, but um, dad is not prone to anger. Um, but so he came and asked me, and, he, and he's like, "Man, you know your your dad's gonna kill me." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Um, you know, first of all, he wouldn't do that. He goes, well, I don't know, but he's so big and so strong. You know, he's got these big old muscles. And, and uh, well, let me tell you, those muscles weren't developed by accident. They were developed on purpose. They were developed through consistency, through discipline, um, through getting up in the morning and, and working out, through, um, you know, not eating foods that are necessarily bad for you, but eating good things. You know, it was discipline. And most of the time we understand some of those realms we just don't make the effort we don't take the energy that it takes to develop the strength that we desire but we have to do it we have to expend the inner energy we have to spend the energy in order to reap or to to purchase the benefit and so the same thing happens spiritually you got to exercise so to speak exercise spiritually so just like physically we diet and exercise just like mentally uh you know you you train your brain you you study uh, those types of things so it's the same thing spiritually I mean, there's spiritual diet and spiritual exercise um if you in in children's church if you know what kids' churches or children's churches or Sunday school or whatever. There was an old song, here we go, that that we used to sing when I was a kid. I suppose kids might sing it nowadays, but it said, If you read your Bible and you pray every day, you will grow, grow, grow. And so as you're singing the song, you 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 kind of start out with a closed uh, body frame, and then you... Stretch out your arms a little bit, and you stretch out your legs a little bit, and, you, and it goes, you will grow, 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 you will grow, 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 and it keeps going, and you stretch out as about as much as you can, and then there's one last line. If you read your Bible and you pray every day, you will grow, 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 and you're just, ah, you're extended as far out as you possibly can be, and then it goes in reverse. If you, you know don't read your Bible and don't pray every day, you will shrink, shrink, shrink. And so by the end of the song, you're like shriveled up into a little ball on the floor, you know. And so it's cute, but it's it's actually quite true. It's quite honest. I, I, if you read your Bible and if you pray, you will grow. You say, how do I grow spiritually? Point Tip number one, <laughs> I'm going to give you four activities here. Uh, to be connected to spiritual, that are connected with spiritual diet and exercise. Uh, four activities to develop spiritual strength. Number one, read your Bible. Uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Study to show yourself approved. Read your Bible and even study the Bible. Um, Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said this. This is when he's, he's tempted, but he says, uh, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so if we're going to have life, it's not by eating food, just natural food, that'll give life to your physical body. But if you're going to have life, especially God's life on the inside of you, then you should read the book of God. You should read the Bible. And then in Proverbs chapter four, verses twenty and twenty-three, twenty through twenty-three, Proverbs chapter four, starting in verse twenty, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart. For they, this is talking about God's words, they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. And then it goes on in verse 23, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So here's what we get. The Word of God, the Bible, is food for the Spirit. It's food for the spirit. It's life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So I will give you this as a tip as well. If you're having physical problems, you may be going to the doctor, you may be eating right, you may be exercising, you may be trying to overcome some physical problems. But let me tell you something that you should add if you not, if not even put on the forefront. God's word is health to all your flesh. You need to, to develop physical health. God's word is medicine. To your flesh. If God is your creator and he spoke and wrote down his words, the one who gave you life, his words will also give you life. So get into the word of God. Okay, so four activities that are connected with spiritual diet and exercise to, for developing spiritual strength. Number one, read your Bible. Number two, pray. It is essential. It is essential to have communication in a relationship. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is just speaking to God. It's not necessarily asking God for stuff, uh, it, but it is talking with God. There may be times where we ask him for things, but what about asking God if there's something that he wants to ask of us? And so prayer, it prayer really is a two-way street. It is communicating with God, where you talk to him, you share your heart with him. Let me mention something to you about prayer. You can't you can't lie to God. You can't deceive God. You can lie to yourself. You can deceive yourself. You can lie to others. You can deceive them, but you can't deceive God. So when you talk to God, you might as well talk to him very honestly because he knows your heart and he even knows your thoughts. So you can't let your words be different from your thoughts and think that God doesn't know what you're really saying. No, he doesn't just hear your words. He hears your your thoughts. He, he hears your heart. He knows your heart. So Pray, be honest, talk to God. Um, I'm going to give you uh, a couple of verses here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. It says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That means to build up with strength, uh, or to build up like a, a strong building, um, edifies himself. Now, many of you that are listening, you may be saved, born again. Maybe you're not filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I suggest you search that out and get that because the Scripture says when you pray, In tongues, you build up, you strengthen yourself. Um, In Jude chapter 2, verse 20, it says something very similar. It says, my dear friends, build up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, number one, I've said read your Bible. Number two, pray. Number three, I'm going to hit these kind of quick because I'm running out of time, is to worship. Sing rejoice in God. Enter into His presence with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Magnify Him and bless His holy name. Um, worship God. Find songs that express your, your thoughts. Worship and prayer can some to some degree uh, be somewhat related, but find stuff where you can sing and just enjoy your time with the Lord. And my last point here, number four, is obey Him. When He speaks, do what He says. When we disobey we're developing weakness. When we obey, we're actually developing strength. It gets easier to obey God's voice the more we obey God's voice. And so through your reading, God will speak to you. Through your prayer time, God will speak to you. Through your worship time, God will speak to you. In those three ways, He is strengthening to you and, and He is strengthening you. And whatever He tells you, you should obey and you will receive strength from God as you walk in obedience towards Him. Folks, I want to tell you, that God loves you. He loves you so much he sent Jesus Christ for you. Search it out. Find out if the Bible is really true. It absolutely is. I love you. God bless you. Look forward to being with you next week. Visit us online, believersfellowship.com. Have a great day.